Hey, it's your host, Abigail Pumphrey, and I'm on a personal mission to help more small business owners become financially free. I like to nerd out on all things business, marketing, and most definitely the numbers. I'm talking all the lessons learned as I turned a layoff into a seven-figure online business. I like to share it all and no conversation is off the table. We talk actionable strategies, biz challenges, and all the things life throws your way. Grief, anxiety, loss, and resilience are all topics you'll find here. So grab a cup of coffee and settle in because you're listening to the Strategy Hour podcast brought to you by Boss Project. We are in the middle of the fastest moving technology shift in our lifetime. And for the majority of us listening, we live through the birth of the internet. So that's definitely saying something. Here's the good news. It's good news. Truly, I have so much to fill you in on. Join me for my upcoming workshop, The Market Shift. It's so crucial to online businesses that I'm offering it completely for free. No strings attached, just pure actionable insights that will help you navigate the coming changes. But that's not all. If you attend live and stay until the end, you'll get exclusive access to my brand new mini course, The Two-Click Funnel absolutely free. Inside, I'm giving you the exact automation funnel I'm running that consistently converts organic traffic into loyal buyers in minutes. Join me and prepare your business for the future. Go to bossproject.com shift to register now. If you're hearing this, there's still time. Don't miss out bossproject.com shift. So I think it's only appropriate for my birthday that we do a rant episode. Ooh, let's complain about something. That's my favorite. <laughs> okay. I have a very triggering thing to say, and I can back it up with receipts. Okay. <laughs> do it. Trigger me. We need to kill the integrator role in online business. Why? What is that? Why? <laughs> Okay, so a couple of years ago, I remember seeing it everywhere. Well, we just read the book Traction. True. Yeah. And, and wasn't there another one after that that was all about like integrator or something, something? Yes. Traction talked about it. There were several books that came out about it. But then it was like the talk of the town, I feel like. The, everyone in our industry was like, you need an integrator. You need an integrator. And I have felt a resistance from day one to the point of we tried to make me the integrator in our own business. LOL. Major, major backfire. Okay. <laughs> so what is an integrator and why do I think it's the absolute worst idea you can implement in your business? Tell me. Um, okay. First of all, an integrator, the thought is you become a visionary role. You're the thought leader. You decide the direction the business is going and you delegate your vision to one key player who then runs your entire company. So how is an integrator not the visionary? Because those are two different things. They're, they're not the same. The integrator is the person doing the work. They're the one running the company. Oh, the visionary. Okay, okay. I missed so that the visionary, part. the visionary is the CEO. Downloads to the integrator. And the integrator is the one who's running the company. And then the thought is... Well, true entrepreneurs at heart, they're not good managers and they're never going to or they're never going to work well with a team of people. And so you need to bring someone in who is passionate about your mission, but can handle all the people that you're going to ultimately need to run the business that you keep saying you want to build. But it's a really, really dangerous and bad idea. Yeah. Well, when what was interesting too for us is 
I know we felt resistance around the integrator visionary division because we're literally equal opportunity partners within this company. And it felt weird to start to build a hierarchy sense of like, okay, well then I'm the visionary and I'm just going to tell you everything I think this company should do. And then you can just figure out how to make that happen. That's literally not how we work well either. No. Well, and here's the main problem. When you have one filter coming into your world, you have a very limited view as to how the business is actually running. And if you have the wrong person in this role, it can literally destroy your business. Do I sound like I'm I'm maybe speaking from a few experiences? Well, because the role is, I feel like, such a unique position of where so many people get them a yes man. And it's just, here's where I want to take it. And they're like, yeah, let's figure that out. Yeah, let's do this. There's rarely anyone who I feel like steps up to understand to poke holes in the way that a proper team should honestly be functioning at. Right. Well, okay. So our our friend Mariah Cause agrees with me. <laughs> Thank God. Um, And she specifically mentioned in a workshop I watched recently that the reason it's dangerous, like having the one filter is just inappropriate. If the reason you're resisting this is because you don't want to talk to more than one person, then it's because you don't have the right people in the right roles doing the right things. Because a really fantastic leadership team you should wake up excited to talk to them and they're going to be really great in their zone of genius. And they're going to be able to bring stuff up that other people can bring to the table and like give them solutions and they can implement. And even if you want a more flat organization or like maybe your resistance is because you don't want to do it the way corporate did it or whatever, like the reason structures exist is so that people are managing an appropriate amount of people, one. But two, it's so that like they can own a department or like certain aspects of your business and you can work together as a team. Because teams have goals and visions and missions. We recently found out that we shouldn't be managing, what, more than three to four people? Yeah. And you don't want to see my list. <laughs> You do, you do not want to see my list. And me, who's who's worse at managing than Abby. Like I'm admittedly not great at it and I hate it. I'm still managing way more people. I shouldn't even be managing anyone, first of all. And the amount of people even on my list is like, oh, what are we doing? Right. Well, and I think that's the thing is you can, it's not that you can't manage. And I want to dispel the myth that like not everybody wakes up and they're an amazing manager. Like you have to mess up. You have to, you have to be able to really. Well, I think we have skill expectations of what is a good manager. Like we don't need, we haven't even properly defined, like what does it take to be a good manager? Because for our company, not for the blanket statement, but for us. Right. Well, and here's the thing. If you get the right people, they want to be managed the way you're good at managing. Which is just like a what? It's so strange. Like if you want to build an environment that's flexible and fluid and prioritizes family and whatever, like 
you get to decide that. If you want to only clock in and clock out, and then after that time, you don't think about work, you can build an environment that fosters that. And I don't care if you have two people or three people. Like, this is not about... Our level is a little crazy, I admit. Like, we're, at this point, we're basically at five core staff, which by the time this airs would be four employees and one person that basically should be but isn't. 20 contractors. Uh, It's a lot. It doesn't matter where you're at, even if it's just a couple people you're working with, even if it's just a VA, even if it's whatever. Like I find that the resistance is coming from a place of feeling like you're inadequate rather than your ability to learn this skill. Well, and what I always try to sit and think about is, you know, because we come from the unique perspective of there are two of us. There are two executive level people who have been here from day one as executive level people, right? That's not the norm for a lot of companies. You may have another executive level person, but they haven't been there. It was The business wasn't their baby like it was both of ours, right? And so I think the the initial desire for an integrator, whatever you guys want to call it, is to have that like right-hand woman, that person to bounce ideas off of, to validate what's going on in your brain and to help you like make it happen and to put it all together. It's like trying to get a partner without getting a partner. Yes. And so I think like we had that in each other already where people who are just one executive level person are desiring that person. So if it's not an integrator, what is it? I think it depends on the needs of your company, but more often than not, it's generally operational. Like, not that you couldn't bring in a key person in the marketing space or whatever, but like, usually you're the one with a lot of, you're an entrepreneur. So like, you probably have a lot of marketing ideas. Like you might not have the bandwidth to implement them all, but you're an idea person. So like coming up with the concepts isn't You've really sold your issue. thing already and you right. know the messaging, like, Right. But it's usually the, now I have seven zillion things to do. How am I going to create a system? And I'm not, the the cool part is I think step one, even before you hire someone in an operational role is getting real clear on how you're project managing yourself. Because I'll be honest, you know, we've been really good at this. And then we like, I don't know what we did there for a hot second. Well, we got really good at it when you and I realized that we don't have to be working on the same things. And so if we're not working on the same things, then you and I just together, me and you needed a project management system so that I could see what are you doing and what do you need from me? And you could see what am I doing and what do I need from you? And we lived in that zone for a long time. And as soon as we started expanding with contractors who weren't employees, it was like, okay, well, I guess you use your own system and we'll just try to keep track of everything. And we just did that for far too long before we're like, oh, wait, actually, let us create the system and you need to follow it because that's what works for us. Which, by the way, we're really good at systems. I'm just saying. Yes, we are. (laughs) Yes, we are. (laughs) Oh, pretty much well-oiled machine. Do Is there room for improvement? Always. but All the time. But that doesn't mean you can't really come back to something and hone it and like make it easier on everyone involved. You know, when I think about someone growing a team, even if like you want to stay in that services role, which by the way, 
if I could go back and do it over again, I would. Okay. No, you wouldn't. I know that you say that, but you're absolutely lying to yourself because what is the thing that you actually say more than that? You're an educator at heart who can't shut up. So there's absolutely no world that we live in where Abby is just providing the service and not educating. No, so I would have run an agency. Don't let her fool you guys. I would have run an agency, but that's neither here nor there. I mean, because I could, I would rather do it on a one-to-one basis, but that's a really, literally not the point. But <laughs> I think here it's starting to get clear on what are the the current needs of my company And where am I becoming the bottleneck? And I think this is where you can often open doors because it's not that you can't do it. Like, that's not the point. Like pretty much anything you can either learn how to do, find a system to simplify or like buy some template or buy some course or whatever and like hack it till you make it right. But at some point... Even if you have the tools, you're going to find that you continually resist doing certain aspects of your business because you're either burnt out because you just did it for far too long or you don't feel like in your zone when you're doing it. And so like you avoid it because you don't feel good, which obviously, why would you do that? So I think that's often such an illumination as to like what should be important to you. Cause I really hate to like put Blake in statements out there. That's like, Oh, well the first thing you need is a VA for your inbox. And then you absolutely need an operations person. And then like, well, sure. I could probably give you a formula that would work for most of you, but all of you have different working styles. And like the reason Emily still plays so heavy in marketing is because she loves it. Like not because she like no one else could do it. That's not the point. And so you're going to find what makes more sense for you. And when you identify that, then you can work backwards on the, how are you going to afford it piece? Well, I was just going to say, I think the thing, you know, our weird zone of genius, and we've talked about this a little bit too, but I also think people just don't utilize enough is how to delegate and offload to systems and automations yeah. before you bring on a team. Yeah. And I honestly think if you start there, you'll, I think what looks and feels like a bleeding hole right now might not be if you get something systematized, if you get a workflow, if you get automations, if you get zaps or canned responses or whatever that thing is needed. Cause I know there's plenty of service providers who their inbox isn't like ha- heavy with questions about whatever, whatever, because they're working one-on-one with people. And so that's just way less. And if they're using a system like Dubsado and they're using it properly is the key, then their inbox honestly might be nil. So they don't need to outsource that first. But I think if you pay attention to what systems can you set up digitally on your own through automations, whatever, first, then you will start to see, oh, actually, this is where I need help. No, for sure. I'm interrupting myself to bring you something that could change your business forever. I'm hosting a workshop that's so important, I've made it 100% free for all online businesses. Here's what I can promise you. Inside the market shift, you're going to get the most value-packed 90 minutes you've seen in years. I'm going to share the ecosystem that represents online businesses today. You're going to walk away knowing how to create more predictable income and sustainably scale, regardless of where you're starting today. You'll uncover the AI secrets top entrepreneurs use to stay ahead, boost productivity, and secure their future. 
You'll have the exact equation that's making wealthy people wealthier and be able to steal copy paste it before it widens the wealth gap any further. When you attend live and stay until the end, you'll get access to my exclusive brand new mini course, the two click funnel, absolutely free. Inside, I'm giving you the exact automation funnel I've been running that consistently converts organic traffic into loyal buyers in minutes. Save your seat right now at bossproject.com slash shift, then share it with a friend. There isn't much time between now and the workshop, so head right now to bossproject.com slash shift to claim your spot. Still searching for a great candidate for your company? Don't search, just match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. We've had to weed through hundreds of applications in the past. We could have saved so much time if we'd used Indeed. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by seeing you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You may identify that a system is necessary, but until you learn to prioritize what's actually important, because here's the thing, you're building a business, everyone does this, especially when they're starting out, they do what's urgent. They do what's urgent, what's on fire, you know, and client work, especially because they're loud and they like have fingers that can send emails to you. Usually that's the stuff that wins, right? Because you're like, oh, I got to, I got to move this project along. If you're feeling that way, it's probably because you didn't set proper boundaries with the client in the first place and then set a real timeline for you to actually implement. Because someone who's really focused on rolling this out in their world, they have dedicated time to focus on the future of their company. Whether that's a couple hours or a day or bleeding into a couple days, but That's the land that we're all trying to get to. Well, because it's honestly crazy. How often have you said, you know, oh my God, this thing is so important. And then you keep saying it's so important for weeks or months. And then like, by the time you sit down to do it, you're like, if I worried about this for half a second, instead of just doing it, like you honestly usually can make more progress in two to four hours on systematizing anything, then you even think it's possible because you just need to clear the dedicated time to do it. Yeah. Well, and because in your example, if someone's, you know, if you haven't set clear boundaries with the client and they're not giving you their assets or they're not replying to things, or you're not moving forward with their project or they're messaging you at midnight or whatever. Okay. If Abby's saying, well, then clearly there weren't boundary set or client communications that can be automated. (laughs) 
So fix the system. This is something we've been learning recently. We heard from a friend of ours, right? Like fix the solution. Don't look at the problem. And she was specifically talking about hiring. But I think this this mentality has really helped us a lot in the most recent months where it's like, okay, yeah, maybe there's a fire I need to put out right now because it's on. But what caused the fire? And how can I make that a system or workflow or automated so it doesn't happen again? You got to pay attention to that. You got to pay attention to the root cause, so to speak, right? And it's worth it for you to do that. I know it feels like you're taking three steps backwards, but I think this is the piece where we go back to saying, maybe I can say confidently blanket statement is operations. If your operations person can help you with these things, right? Maybe you're the one identifying them now and you you know, create a space where you're documenting where all of these fires are originating from and you get someone else to like implement the things that you need to actually change. Those are the areas that are more worth your time than literally anywhere else. Dare I say, do it, say it. You could cut the amount of time you work in your business in half and accomplish more if you prioritize these things. And you will forget that. I have forgotten that. Sometimes when you're like, I don't make a process for this one more time, but you do it. And then the next time you go through it and it's lickety split, you're like, oh, pat yourself on the back from like three weeks ago, you. I know. I know. It's so funny. I mean, we still do this, guys. Like, this is not new information to us at all. We know systems make a massive difference. But I tell you what, this summer there was like 45 days that I wanted to just like, throw it all out the window. But now like going into fall, oh, I'm like, oh my we're God, using it's the so system. It's so clean. It's so easy. I know where to find stuff. I know how to assign stuff. And it's not that it wasn't there before. It was there before. But this is like this is like a whole new level. Because there was so much stuff that we weren't automating that could be and like just adding one extra level. But here's the thing. When people say automating, this is just another pet peeve of mine. I don't know why people automatically assume it has to be complicated. Uh-uh. No. No. Or that also, this is contradictory, but that custom things can't be automated. Like, I think there's so much of the client process that y'all are still doing from absolute 100% scratch that you could get to like 90% automated. Say it's that email you want to send to them. Like, do you guys realize in Dubsado, you can have a whole workflow set up that's like the same for all the clients that pick this particular package, but you can literally have this trigger thing that like tells you to check it before it sends it. And so you can have it 90% the same. And then you add something in about their kid that was sick last week. You swap out that video to say their name. Literally, it may take you 30 seconds, but it's going to feel so much more personalized to like what they're going through. Oh my God. But the decision fatigue that is alleviated when you're using the same root foundation every time, astronomical. for, For sure. Well, and here's the thing. Could someone sniff it out? Could someone sniff out your system? Sure. But if it means- Don't work with greyhounds and they won't. Aren't they sniffers? Which, no, which one's it? Bloodhounds. <laughs> Greyhounds. <laughs> Those are racing dogs. <laughs> Fast. <laughs> so they could, they might as well sniff out the like, oh, this is probably templatized. But does that matter? 
I'm going to say they can't. I think honestly, we, not that like our clients just aren't in our world. And if, if they're going through it, sorry, but there's just no literal, like if you're working with some brand down the street for their social media or for their PR or whatever, right? They're not going to be like, Ooh, they don't. We would. Well, even even if you see it, I guess is what I was going to say. Even if someone sees it, the people who notice are probably the ones that are going to appreciate it most because they know that you're like actually focused on implementing the shit for them and not worrying about 10,000 emails that you need to send. I mean, I know that I know this is short and to the point and like whatever, but like I just it's just been irking me that people are telling you, well, I mean, we say all the time, I don't want you to feel the pressure to have your business look any certain way. And I very specifically feel very strongly about not putting a roadblock between you and the rest of your business. Do I think eventually down the road, if you really wanted to step away that you couldn't find someone, I'm not saying that that's not possible. But most of you actually do have a desire to be integrated into your own business. <laughs> and removing that, it it's just not healthy. Like they're going to, I'm not assuming every integrator out there is malicious, by the way. That's not my point. But like any human, they're going to do what they need to do to protect themselves. And if they're the only one telling you what's going on, are you really going to see every fire? And I'm not saying you should, by the way. P.S. You should definitely have members of your team putting out fires that you never see. That's what I got to say. Also, happy birthday. Well, to and I think also, you know, the bulk of the integrator conversation is also taught by people who are assuming that everyone wants to leave one-on-one services. And I, that's a kind of mini rant that I could go on is I think a lot of people are pressured into leaving one-on-one services because that's like the only way to scale and grow. And it, it's just not true. And I think if you treat your business like it's a scalable digital business and automate everything you can and set up the systems and set up the processes and you're charging high ticket for your services. There's absolutely no reason why you can't have a lean, mean, kick-ass service producing machine. (laughs) Wow. That was, that was corny right there. But I, no, I agree. It's the same concept as like stealing concepts from outside industries. Like in the same way that Emily and I are like adamant that we are what we call it the other day, a mass or or membership as a service um, instead of software as a service. But like we're pulling stuff from the SaaS industry. Like you can be a thriving service provider that pulls concepts from the people running one-to-many models. And I'm not saying you can't, because honestly, you can do this, still work one-on-one and probably up your capacity if you want to. I'm not saying you have to. I'm not saying you should. You'd be surprised. Something that it does enable you to do is raise your prices. It's true. You want to know something funny I found yesterday? I found a folder with every proposal we sent our first year of business. How adorable on paper every invoice we sent oh yeah it is on paper no but i it's not printed right for, for the record it was right. digital i think i probably printed and mailed some though do you know how many clients we had and how like what our percentage of booking was i just want you to guess oh i have literally no clue 
I blacked out. So we sent 68 proposals in year one and landed 35 contracts with the average contract price between five and $12,000. And so that's a, that's like a, that's a 50% land rate, by the way. And most of these people we did multiple projects with at five to 12,000 a piece with just two of us. <laughs> like, and so like you truly, most of you could double your salary if you're willing to do high ticket. Most of you could double your salary working with one client a month. We were doing three on average. I don't think we were at capacity. No, because I don't remember that feeling crazy. Because we 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 did three and we blogged five days a week <laughs> and we built an entirely second business. Oh yeah, we did do that time. too. Uh huh. Yeah, that was like when we were newlyweds. <laughs> yeah, we had more energy then. <laughs> I uh. Emily, I don't think you give enough credit for what we do now. I mean, we definitely delegate more of it, but our company produces a lot. Oh, just run a multi-million dollar company over here? Is that what you mean? Yeah, that's what I mean. That's Got it. I mean. But I don't know. I don't know if I had a point. I've been like, stop letting everybody push you around. Just let us push you around. That's all that you need. <laughs> Just listen to me, damn it, and I'll help you design your own. That's what I'm saying, bro. But truly, though, if if, if any of the, this resonated with you or if you're like, oh, fuck, I was about to hire an integrator and everything you said makes sense and, like, here's maybe what I need instead or what do you mean automations or workflows? Truly, I want to have this conversation over on Instagram. Um, I don't have, like, go do this thing right now, like, magical solution, but I want to hear where you're at and... And if this is something where you're like, oh, actually, yes, <laughs> let me work less and make more. That sounds great. Um, can we have the conversation over at Boss Project? You can just DM us and say, hey, I'm coming from episode 572. And here's my word vomit that I want to say. Leave a voice message and we can listen to that. Yeah, for sure. I, I love hearing from you guys. Also, just I have to report back. Oh, yes, please update us on that. <laughs> episode 566. I was so happy because we left a, a note in there like, if this is the first time you've ever listened, it was surprising how many people sent us a message. I was like, wait, this is where you're coming in? Five hundred not even happen? 566 episodes later. You're just like scrolling in. iTunes one day and you're like, here's a podcast. You know where I'm going to start? The most recent one. <laughs> I mean, I guess I do that. All the... Sort of. I'm kind of a weirdo who has to go to the beginning. I have to go to the beginning. It doesn't matter what it is. Sometimes I will pick and choose episodes based on like subject matter. It depends on what I'm listening. Anyway, I don't even need to podcast culture. (laughs) Send us a DM. Let us know what you're going through. Let us know who you're thinking about hiring, where you're feeling stuck. We'd love to help. Yeah, we just want to chat it out and assist you in any way that we can. Hey, a few quick favors before you leave. I'd love if you'd share today's episode, send it to a friend who needs to hear it and post on social. You can show us where you're listening from, your favorite takeaway, or why someone else should listen. Be sure to tag me at Abigail Says and at Boss Project so we can share it. Okay, second favor, to get podcast updates and all the behind the scenes news from Boss Project, I'd love if you'd join my VIP list. Just head to bossproject.com slash sign up to make sure I have all your contact details. Really love this show? It would mean so much to me if you'd leave a rating and review. It not only helps more listeners find the show, but allows us to bring on quality sponsors so we can keep bringing you this valuable content for free. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.